Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy. Glory of the Lord. Well, while we were singing that song, I was standing next to these two wonderful young ladies over here, and I began to see us running and the glory of God chasing you. And I thought, well, your goodness is running after us. And actually he was saying, no, I'm looking for a place to put my glory. I'm looking for a place to inhabit. I'm looking for a place where I can come and be at home with my glory. And then I just heard this little word, just a subtle little thing. Slow down. Let him catch you. (laughs) Slow down. Slow down in your life. Slow down in your activity. Slow down in all your busyness. Because the glory of the Lord is chasing you, and he does want to catch you, and he wants to abide in you. And what a difference that would make in our lives. Amen? Amen. So this morning, we're going to talk about uh, personal devotion. But before we do that, I want to give you a little short review of what what I call kingdom logic. If you're a math person or if you've done digital logic or any kind of logic, you probably hear these terms and know what I mean. But the kingdom logic, the kingdom logic is this. It's an and logic, not an or logic. What that means is that it's this and this together. It's not this or this. Let me give you a, a really good example. We just covered this not too long ago. This is the armor of God. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil, which goes right along with our upcoming class. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not your wife, your mom, your dad, your school teacher. Our struggle really is with rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, because of that, take up the full armor of God, the full armor, so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day. They don't get much worse than this, but I'm sure we're not quite where it was in the days of Noah. And then he says this, and having done everything to stand firm, stand firm therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all things, taking up the shield of faith, which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, And the sword of God, which is the word, or I'm sorry, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. Which soldier would say today, I've I've got my helmet, but I don't have my boots? So is it a choice? I, I, I have my shield, but I don't have my sword. You need your shield? 
and your sword. You need your helmet and your boots. You need all of the armor of God, and it's and, and, and. Because without that, we're not prepared. I, I pray all the time, and I don't do anything else. That's not going to work. I have the armor of God because we've been called to be warriors. And warriors know how to fight. And part of that is included in what we're going to talk about today. It's our personal devotion to God. Now, I thought about this, and I thought, personal devotion. Some people take that to mean prayer time, quiet time, worship time. And, and it's divided out into all kinds of different times. Some people sit and read and meditate upon the Word of God, and so forth and so on. And I thought, well, do we realize that all of that's right? All of that is good? Here's what religion does. Religion clones us. Religion says, we all do it this way. Relationship says, we're individuals. Some of us have been called to be prayer warriors. Some have gifts of healing. Some are pastors and preachers. Some are teachers. But we're not all the same. So I can't get up here and tell you this is a how-to. I can't do that. Because if I do that, I can only tell you from my calling the how-to. But what I can do is give us some things that are included for all of us. And that's what I want to talk about. Uh, 2 Peter 1.4 says that he has granted us precious and magnificent promises so that by them, by those promises, we become partakers of the divine nature. Let his glory catch you. <laughs> That's his nature. For this very reason, he says also, applying all diligence. Did you get that? We are to apply all diligence. That means you can't sit just on Sunday and walk this thing out successfully. This is beyond Sunday. This is what we do tomorrow. Actually, I look at it this way. I come in here today to get all I can get to make it to next Sunday. And sometimes we get blasted with all kinds of strange things, off-the-wall kind of things, and I'm so thankful that we take the time to build ourselves up in the faith so we can face the things that come. And it's not just the devil. It's daily life sometimes. Amen? He says this, in your faith, supply moral excellence. So if you have faith, but you may be struggling with moral excellence, that's where you work. Then he says, and, <laughs> in your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. And in perseverance, godliness. And in godliness, brotherly kindness. How do we work this out? Well, we work it out beyond Sunday. When we meet, when we interface with each other, when we have our times not here on Sunday morning, for those of you online interfacing, this is a little odd. So if you're with someone, that's who you interface with. But it's the working out of our faith. It's the walking together beyond Sunday that creates in us and forms in us 
the Christ-likeness that God wants us to have. It's a lot of work. If you've been in church and you were told you don't have to do anything, you will have nothing. I hope that didn't hurt anybody's feelings, but we have a job to do. And it starts with this really crazy word called surrender. If you have not surrendered your life to Christ, that's where it begins. Some of us have surrendered parts of our life, and that's where we have to work. None of us, I don't think, to be honest with you, could say, yes, every area I've surrendered and submitted. But I will tell you every area I want to. I want to. I don't always know how to. But I know that if I can get there, God will be right there with me. He says if these qualities are yours and are increasing. Isn't that great? You can have these qualities don't get stagnant. Don't sit still. And are increasing. Well, how do they increase? Well, they increase beyond Sunday. These qualities increase as we interface, as we work together for each other's good. As we pray with each other, as we worship together, as we fight for each other and with each other. My wife and I often joke with each other because when I say, Cookie fought with me this morning, you get a picture or two in your mind. Does that mean she and I were at it? <laughs> or she was standing side by side with me, fighting together, right? Well, that's what we have to work out, because both exist. If you've never had an argument with your friend or spouse or anyone in life, please raise your hand. Oh, my goodness, I'm coming to sit next to you. <laughs> I got one hand. That's pretty cool. I think that we all understand that it's that friction in life that helps us grow. Now, I want to go to personal devotion. So what, where are we on the slides? Excellent. So what's involved? Okay. I've got three points I'm going to cover, and within those three points, three points, and within those three points, three more points. So here we go. What's involved? The time we spend. Amos 3.3. Amos 3.3 is one of my favorite, most humorous scriptures in the Bible. The version that I like says, how can two walk together except they make an appointment? I love that. Your versions or other versions say, except they agree. But the idea behind it is they agree to meet or they make an appointment. Have you ever thought, dear God, I want to sit down this morning and I, I want to ask you, can I make an appointment? And, and I love these conversations because I do them and I do them out loud when nobody else is in the room, which is really easy for me because there's only Cookie and I. She already knows he's odd. So it's okay. So I'll sit down and say, Lord, can I make an appointment with you? Can tomorrow morning at 3 o'clock, can we meet? And you guys are looking at me, and I'm actually serious. Between the hours of 3 and 6 are my favorite times. Um, I just love starting my day that way. I love setting the tone for the environment. 
not the environment setting the tone for me. So I like getting up early in the morning and saying, hey, I made an appointment. And you know what that means? That means I'm going to be there and he's going to be there. Sometimes we pray and I don't know if we realize if you set an appointment with the Lord, he's going to make it. He doesn't have flat tires. (laughs) He doesn't he doesn't call you up and go, I'm sorry, I didn't get off the last call. <laughs> you know, can you hold off a minute? I'll be right there. He's there. He's on time. Always on time. The things we say, these are the ingredients in our personal devotion. First of all, you have to spend time. I love that figure of speech, spend time. Time is a commodity that God has given all of us. And how you spend it is up to you. Spend it wisely. That's all I can tell you. Spend it wisely. Get a sense of what God is trying to do in your life and chase it down. Spend it wisely. You only get one go around. Okay? Number two, the things we say. Psalms 19.14 says, and I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Uh, says that let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Let them be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. When we get on our knees, think about what you're saying. Make it acceptable. Here's what God doesn't need. He doesn't really need to hear you say, I, I, I. He already knows. What he loves to hear you say is, we. Jesus, you and I. Lord, how about we do this together today? It's like any other relationship, and we'll just use marriage as an example. How would it go if I was the only one concerned about what goes on in the relationship? It's a we. It's us. It's you and him. Then it's you and him and your spouse or whoever's close to you or your friends or your family, but it's you and him first. Number three, the way we conduct our life. And I'm going to have to read this because I don't know as I put that on the slide. This is actually David. uh, And this is in Psalms 27.4. Here we go. One thing. One thing I have asked from the Lord, that shall I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. That's our priority. If that's how we spend our time, the things we say and the way we live, those are the primary ingredients to a personal devotion. Number two, our example. Well, let's just say it this way. Jesus is our example. Uh, When he washed the disciples' feet, he, he told them, I've given this to you as an example, right? To serve one another. But then he went on to say a couple of verses later, if you know these things, if you know these examples, then blessed are you if you do them. 
That's our part. Uh, anybody ever been to a foot washing service? The first one I went to was odd. It was just uncomfortable. But the second one was pretty awesome because I realized there's something about doing things out of your comfort zone for the Lord that break strongholds. I didn't think just washing somebody's foot would break anything, but it broke pride. It broke and, and surfaced a humility that I didn't know you could have. Those are great things to have. Uh, here we go. Lamentations 2.19 says, Arise, rejoice in the night at the beginning of thy watch. Pour out thy heart as water before the face of the Lord. Now, there's a little thing in here that I want to talk about when we talk about personal devotion. My walk in life includes warfare. It includes battles. And in that, I've learned that there are watches, just like there are watchers on the wall, there are times of prayer. There are watches over the gates. There are things that God has given us that fit right in with your calling. So when I say 3 to 6 in the morning prayer time, you might be one of those people that in the body of Christ, your prayer time is like midnight, uh, somewhere back 9 to 12, something like that. Think about that. Think about what that might mean towards your calling because the watches had purpose. If you go into the Old Testament and look at what the watches did, how they functioned, you'll find that there are reasons there were watches and there are reasons to apply the watches to prayer. I'll just throw that out there for you. Jesus, in Mark 1.35, it says, and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, okay, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. There is nothing more powerful in the house of God than our time with him. Have you ever wondered um, sometimes, why is it that I can't seem to get my thoughts together? I can't seem to make a plan, or I can't seem to get things to go my direction. And one of those things to consider is, well, how, how much time have you spent talking to him about those things? Right? And I don't, you know, prayers, for me, prayer is just communication. Right? I sit in my chair. Sometimes I get a little lazy and I kick back a little bit, lift my feet up, and then I think, is that, is that respectful? Then I lower it down and go, hey, if that bothers you, let me know. If that doesn't bother you, I'm okay with it too. You know, <laughs> we, we get right down to, now don't take this too far. Pajamas are important, but I know that there's a reason that it says we're naked and unashamed. It means we're transparent. It means that, that we can sit in his presence with no holds barred. Getting there is a chore, but we can get there. So rising early in the morning, most likely he was on the fourth watch, three to six. Next slide. Thank you, guys. This is kind of cool. So what is the outcome of personal devotion? What is the outcome of spending time watching our conversation and coordinating our life around the Spirit of God? What's the outcome? 
Well, you can expect the following. The closest personal relationship possible. Have you ever wondered what that really would feel like? Just, I mean, have you ever had somebody just come up and put their arm around you and, and you just know that it's good, it's comfortable, it's, it's, what it, it's right, it's what it should be? Well, you can have that. You can experience those kind of things in your prayer time, in your personal devotion time. Because you're setting things aside for him. You're making a statement to him. What's important to you, Lord, it's important to me. We get to know him more and more each time when we encounter and yield to his presence. I'm going to give you a little thing that we, we will talk about more in the class. This is a tease, I think. That's what that means. Um, two things have to occur in our prayer life when you're dealing with something. You have to get to a point where you say, enough is enough. That's it. I'm not doing this anymore. And then you have to have the second piece. Pray until something changes. Don't, don't ask God, change it please, change it please, change it please. Pray until something changes. Because enough is enough. God knows when you don't want to be a certain way anymore or you don't want a circumstance to be a way anymore. By the way, I, I spoke a little earlier, but um, how, how are you doing because in this room, the Lord just really spoke to me. Actually, I had a flat tire this morning, so I, he kind of spoke to me on the way, but I got a little break on the way. So, and I, and I, I was just kind of letting the Lord speak to me, and he was talking to me about stress. And he said, how do you feel? And I wasn't stressed. I, I just said, eh, it's a tire. I text Sean, the only moment I felt stress was when he didn't respond. <laughs> I came in and I went, did you get my text? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right then, as long as you didn't get it. You know. if, you didn't, if you got it and you didn't respond, I, I'd be freaking out. So, I want to talk about this next verse, and I think I have that. that it talks about Aaron's sons being consecrated, and then I put down there, uh, these are the priests, and you are a kingdom of priests. Did you know that? Did you know you are a kingdom of priests? We're to be ministers of the things of God to the marketplace, if I can use that term. Yeah. Here we come in, and, and we're to build up the body of Christ, right, for the work of the ministry. The ministry is what the saints do in the marketplace. That's our job. It's it's here where we practice. It's here where you lay hands on people and you say things that are just off the wall. And you listen to yourself and the Lord speaks to you about that and he trains us to do the work of the ministry. So that when we go out into the marketplace, people that don't know the Lord, that's who we should be doing this with kind of thing, okay? We should be letting the love of God flow through us to people who don't know him. And the only way we're going to learn to do that is here where we get to make mistakes because it's safe. And in your prayer time. So this is, this is what it says. Uh, this is the New English translation. It says, this will be a regular... Well, let me explain it first. And I'm almost done. Um, he goes through all this, this process of Aaron 
telling Aaron how to serve the meal and set up the sacrifices and do all this. But at the end of all that, he says, this will be a regular burnt offering throughout your generations at the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord, where I will meet with you to speak to you there. We are one of those generations. Go back to the book of Acts, and this has been handed down to us from generation to generation to generation to generation. We're a generation now. Some of us in this room are getting to that point where we're supposed to be handing things off. Some in the room are at a point where they're supposed to be getting them. God wants to speak to us, and he wants a perpetual, ongoing meeting at the tent door at the beginning of things where he can speak to us. And I, brothers and sisters in the Lord, we need to hear the voice of God. More than anything, we really need to hear him say, do this this way. Take territory, take, take authority, do these things this way. Because as we haphazardly walk through and try to figure out how to do things, we make mistakes, we stumble, we fall. It's not much fun. Job says, you will pray to him, and he will hear you. Don't you love that? <laughs> it's like I'm not just talking to the wind or talking to the wall. I'm, I'm talking to someone who hears me. Then it says, and you will fulfill your vows. I love this part. What you decide or declare will be done, and light will shine on your ways. You feel like your, your life, your walk is at that point? If it's not, ask yourself, maybe why not? And if it is, and add more. And more. And more. Let the light continue to shine and grow. Uh, next slide. Thank you. The word devotion. This is just a little side note, and then I'll be done in about two minutes. Uh, it's joined by two other synonyms, the word commitment and dedication. So if you look up in a dictionary the word devotion and do check synonyms, synonyms, wow, synonyms, <laughs> breakfast on the mind, uh, it's going to use, it's going to have the word commitment, and if you look up the word commitment, it's going to have the word dedication, if you look up the word dedication, it has the word devotion, they're all three together. It takes a commitment. So here's what I want to do. I want you to close your eyes, bow your heads with me. And I want to ask you to do something in your heart. For those of you online, same thing. Just bow your heads. And I just want you to hear this. I want you to ask yourself, how's my commitment? Is it at the level that the Lord wants? Is it at the level that I want? How's my commitment? Lord, help us to dedicate ourselves to build a strong prayer life. It's a, it's a procedure. It's a walk. It's a journey. God doesn't expect you to be full grown now. He expects you to mature over time. But you have to begin with a check myself. Where's my commitment? In Acts 2.42 the new church. The foundation of the new church should be our foundation. And this is what it says. 
they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. If you add some time to your relationship, if you give the Lord devoted time, you're going to see increase in your relationship. I want to close with this. Father, just, just now in this room, God, I just speak healing to those bodies that need healing. Father, I just pray that your spirit would come and, and give rest and relief. To those that need physical healing, God, I pray you would touch every cell in their body. Father, for those that, that in their minds or in their, in their life there is stress and anxiety, I just, I just say shalom to you, peace to you. And Father, to all of us, I say blessing. Bless us, God. Let the blessing of the living God fill this house and those online and those in the marketplace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, church.